Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Uh, that's not how I wanted to be introduced. <laughs> okay, take two. <laughs> Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Piss Egg. Thank you. Hello. How are Hello. you? <laughs> I'm fine. I wanted to be introduced as Big Old Bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Big Old Bitch and, and Piss Egg. We've got a really special guest for us this evening. Uh, she's a writer. She's an editor. Ed- she's a writer. She's an editor. <laughs> she's a writer. She's an editor. And she's a podcaster. It's Jen Sukfong Lee. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Fuck, Hi. man. I'm so sorry. I have uh, I'm just a shadow of my former self these days. Oh, it's okay. I'm yes. right there with you. Let my gra- grandma sweater soothe you. <laughs> you look so nice and pastels. Thank you, listener. Yeah. Uh, Jen's wearing like a very, a very fetching cardigan. <laughs> is it a cardigan? That's beautiful. It's a cardigan. It's yeah, a okay. cardigan. It's a baggy cardigan. <laughs> and is it, is it new or is it vintage? It is new. Okay. It's not vintage. It has like a very, um, almost like Angora look to it from the camera. It's a little furry. Yeah. And <laughs> it's got a pastel floral, small floral print. I love a small print. Yeah. On small an olive print. background? <laughs> I would say teal. Blue. Teal. Okay. It's really Ooh, nice. pretty. Because it, it, the reason why I asked why it's vintage is that like it has a real nineties, like could be like a a beloved thing that you've kept for decades. I don't have anything. Uh, Me either. <laughs> from the nineties, except my two prom dresses. That's the I only. Wish thing. I had my prom dress. Okay. I I need to know what all of your prom dresses look like. Sure. Mm, so we had. Uh, the senior prom, so we were allowed to go to it in grade 11 and grade 12, which is why I have two of nice. them. And the first one from grade 11 was a, a baby doll dress, and the print on it was Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe. Oh Just my repeating. God. So, so cool. cool. Never I was be that cool fucking at 16. Cool. At 16. Holy shit. I was not expecting it to be that good. <laughs> and then the oh second one was all black. That It was an empire waist, and the top was uh, transparent lace, long sleeve, and the wow. bottom, like the skirt, which was to the floor, was black crushed velvet. Wow. I know. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park twice. I know. Okay. Oh, so good. Okay. Amazing. Alicia, your prom dress. So I only had one prom dress. I did have a formal that I went to, and I've described the dress before because it came back into style two years ago. It was a, also like sort of a baby doll cut with ruffle sleeves, like bell ruffle sleeves. Very a delight. <laughs> Groove is in the heart. Uh, it was that time. But my prom dress was an A line navy blue satin dress that had a little belt and like quite a full skirt. And then the top was cap sleeved uh, navy blue, all sequined. Whoa. Ooh, was it heavy? Yeah. yeah, it was really beautiful. Somebody that I follow on Twitter, I just forgot their name, wrote about place in Montreal where you would go to buy prom dresses and uh, brought back a lot of memories but we went down several times to find this dress and it was you know my mom had had great taste it wouldn't probably have been what I had in mind but I had tried on so many dresses and it was really beautiful and mm-hmm. I've only wore it twice once to the prom uh, and then once to take out the garbage to make my mom laugh Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jessica did you have a prom we had grad. We didn't have like yeah, a Yeah, this dance is grad. I'm so sorry. Anything. This was grad. Yeah. Yeah. There weren't enough of us because that would have been weird. Like there's how many people were my 30, 
39 people in my grad class. So that would have been weird if we all had to dance with each other or like have <laughs> dates or something. Um, it was a Betsy Johnson dress that was like very thin, like it's mm. maybe silk, but it's like kind of like a slip and it was like spaghetti straps sort of like ruched down the front oh. um, and it was white with like big floral like roses clusters all over it and then the bottom was sort of like different l- layers of sort of ruffles at the bottom i'm describing it really Sounds badly cool. you both described it really well uh i still have mine it's in the very back of my closet i just uh accidentally touched it today because <laughs> 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 it's in the like dry cleaning bag or whatever and so if i ever touch it it makes that like crinkly noise and i'm like i don't like that sound mm. so that's why I took out all my like uh, summery things though and moved them from the back of the closet to the like active zone because I'm like, it's springtime. It's supposed to be I 17 swear. degrees tomorrow. Sure. Sure. We're on the edge of 17. <laughs> We're on the edge. We're edging. We're mentally, I'm mentally 17, I think. I think I might have actually been smarter when I was 17 than I am now. Hmm. Definitely, I can't say the same. I was not smarter. <laughs> I'm like I now I'm not really confident saying that I'm smarter now I think <laughs> Maybe I was definitely equal. like book smart you know mm-hmm. but like I, I had not, I hadn't lived man yeah yeah gotta live yeah. <laughs> that's and my new I'm voice like, for the podcast now I'm like I've lived and oof mm, no thank you getting dumber but oh well whatever I'm fine with it I'm happy you sound happy you sound I'm, overjoyed I'm really happy doing great <laughs> We're all thriving. Jen. Yeah. We've been on the, co- the, the podcast of, uh, and you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start us off with a retail experience, a retail dream, a retail nightmare? Um, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Here, I, I, this is one of the most pleasant things that, that ever happened when I was working in retail. I was a barista for years and, um, this was in the nineties and we had this little coffee shop on West Broadway and kits. And, um, every once in a while, Stephen Drake of the odds would come in and get his coffee. Yeah. And I was so starstruck i was like 18 years old i was like <laughs> starstruck i didn't know what to do and then finally one day i made him i believe he got like a double cappuccino extra foam Ooh, and i got him good. like yeah i know and i got him his cappuccino and he always had a muffin or something and i said i said oh i know that you're steven from the odds and it's like i know i've been seeing you here for months but i just want to say i really like your music and and um he invited me to his next show and he put me on the list, but I was working that day on oh. shift, so I couldn't go. But he was delightful. That's, That's so, so nice. Sweet. And he was very distinctive in the 90s because he had that hair, you know, that yeah. Fido Dido hair, like the curly kind of standing up kind of hair. <laughs> I need to look this up because I'm... I thought he was a snack back then. I I don't know if I would think the same now, <laughs> but I certainly did then. <laughs> yeah. And you're cool. Like you waited, you waited months and then you... Spoke clearly and honestly. Yeah. And then he put you on the guest list, which is like the highest compliment. Shoot your shot, right? (laughs) Yeah, he tried. By that point, I think you probably built trust. (laughs) I had been making him a coffee. He liked it. Yeah. (laughs) You you weren't a creep. Okay. He he was kind of cute in the 90s. I did just Google him today. Also, if you you thought he was cute, he was cute. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to look at, because I know someone who's in the band, but I was like, wait, this isn't the guy that I know. But now I'm just looking at Wikipedia and it says that 
he wasn't he left the odds yeah he's a past member so i'm like okay this is probably like before my time I think I know Craig and he's very nice. I think they were all really yeah. nice. You I, know? I mean, like the whole Canadian music scene. And I say Canadian music scene <laughs> because it is so small that it feels like it is just one scene. Eventually, like at a certain point, just by like being in it, I feel like we will meet and eventually like play with everyone just because it's like <laughs> it's like musical chairs. Like it's so like you just interact with everyone. And uh, basically everyone we've met like from bands from the 90s and stuff were like, they're all like really nice people. Oh, so, that's good to know. Yeah, we haven't had any like, you know, idols shattered so far, <laughs> um, which is which is nice. I'm sure there are some shitty ones out there, but so far so good. Knock on wood. Stephen yeah. Drake was very nice to me is all I'm saying. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, you can tell a lot about people by how they treat the barista, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a deal breaker. Putting someone on a guest list, it isn't that difficult to do, but it's such a nice gesture. And it's so like, you don't have to, but it's like a lot of musicians are pretty like flaky or like, you know, they're creative types as we all are who like, you know, they've got a bunch of other things on their mind and they might not always think of that, but like actually following through with it and doing it is, it's, uh, it's nice. I mean, what a guy. <laughs> now we're yeah. just like turning into like a, um, a stan podcast where we're just like what a dream boat <laughs> my heart is a pitter patter yeah. what are we gonna do first we describe our, our prom dresses and then we <laughs> talk about bands from the 90s uh yeah i like that you said something because whenever anyone remotely celebrity adjacent or whatever would come into any of the places i would was working i would just be like well i don't want to I don't want to be weird around them. So I'm just going to like treat them like a normal person. And then in doing that probably like was not as nice to them as I should have been because I was like trying to overcorrect. I mean, I once did ring in some books for former prime minister, Joe Clark. And like, yeah, yeah. And that my was dad like, was a big Joe Clark fan. You know, he came up to buy some books and I said, you're Joe Clark. I said, you're <laughs> former prime, prime minister, Joe Clark. And he said, yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And I was, yeah, he made that's, some joke. He was actually yeah. fairly nice, but it was just, that's all I said to him. I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. On the spot. But I always just, yeah, I feel like, cause he, you know, must get that a lot or he must have gotten that a lot. But like, to me, I'm like, well, who the fuck am I? I'm just some like weirdo. Like, what am I going to add to their day? I'm not, I'm just going to make it weird. But then, you know, now that I, know quite a few actors and that sort of thing and like musicians i'm like oh i think uh they crave this so like <laughs> yeah they would have appreciated yeah, like yeah. gentle recognition is nice yeah if it's not like you know in- too intrusive or stalkerish yeah. yeah of course yeah i think saying to someone that you like their work i mean who yeah. doesn't want to hear that right yeah oh, for sure and like when it has happened to me in the few occasions that it happens it's always like shocking and so kind uh but then I, yeah i think when i was younger i was just like oh like i don't want to act too like enthusiastic or eager or whatever because they're like you know they get this all the time and yeah I haven't had the opportunity to do this in a long time, though, because, you know, staying in my home, not seeing anyone famous or no. not. Yeah. Oh, well, you get to see us and we're pretty famous. 
Oh, That's yeah. true. And I mean, I am a bit starstruck. Can you tell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm blushing. Your piss egg is turning pink. Oh, yeah. no. I got to go egg. to the doctor. Um, for our listener, I know this has just been a closed describing podcast so far, but I am wearing a, a yellow dress with white sort of like oval shapes on it. Hence the piss egg. We didn't call her that. That's the name. She, that's her chosen name, I by truly the way. Requested. I didn't just like log on and say, hey, piss egg. But if you <laughs> like did, I would awful not. Awful bully. I would not protest. Hey, piss I think egg. That's fun. A piss egg's great. Egg just full of piss, you know. Mm. Easter's coming up. I was thinking about those plastic eggs that are used for Easter egg hunts today. There's an Easter egg hunt in my... Hunt in my <laughs> There's also an Easter egg ice cream at oh. Rain or Shine for the listener, the Vancouverites. And apparently it's really good. It's a mini egg, but there's something about the name when you say it, it says, it's basically you're saying, my cunt. It's like Easter egg hunt. So, but when you order it, it sounds like my cunt. So <laughs> Graham was saying that he doesn't like ordering it, even though it's delicious. And I was like, I can see it, but I think they're okay with it. I could imagine Graham being like the egg one. <laughs> yeah, the one over there. Give me the, give me the, uh, a tub of the egg. <laughs> I really want to try it. Maybe I will definitely try it. Uh, big egg fan over here. I've really uh, hit the eggs hard this year, and they they're hidden back. But the Easter I keep eggs going. Easter eggs. The yeah. Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just regular eggs. <laughs> no, I am though. Like a, like I eat a lot of eggs. Period. So I just, I just switched to a different kind this time of year. And then I switched back to <laughs> yeah. chicken eggs. Yeah. That's what you're giving up for Lent. <laughs> Had a very brief duck egg phase. Oh wow! Um, very rich yolks. Very rich yolks. They're bigger, right? They're bigger. They're richer. The white is less. The yolk seems to be a larger percentage of the overall byproduct of <laughs> the chicken ovum. I don't know uh, how, but this is making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah. Um, I was listening to Maintenance Phase podcast this morning. I didn't get all the way through it because I was doing something that required attention, but they were taking Michael Poland to task, and it's very funny. Because Michael Pollan uh, and my duck egg phase definitely intersected in terms of like what I was reading and what I was eating. It's my favorite podcast. If you don't listen to it, it's great. Uh, but eggs, yeah, eggs, retail dream right now for me everywhere I go. Easter eggs. It's my favorite. Favorite colors. Uh, favorite foil wrapping colors as well. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. all about those eggs. I'm all so about the, those the, eggs. The colors of my sweater. Yeah. yeah. I love pastels. pastels. So much. Tis the season. Whenever it gets to this time of year and like the flowers start blooming, I always say to myself, like, I'm going to wear entirely pastels for a whole month. And then I have to like put on a pair of leggings. And I'm like, well, I only own black leggings. Whoops. Like you need some uh, Easter eggs leggings. That's true. One of these days, maybe like when I'm a retired grandma with a grandma sweater of my own. I'll have enough time and a coordinated wardrobe enough to make my pastel dreams come true. It's going to be great. Do you guys want to hear my retail experiences? Yeah. So uh, in an effort, a self-preservation effort, I spend most of my time on Pinterest and Facebook Marketplace. Um, Facebook is something I haven't spent any time on in the past eight years or so, with few exceptions. Uh, But I've discovered on Marketplace, that's where all the finds are if you're looking for something for your apartment. And if you have a friend that's looking for something for their apartment. So over the weekend, I found our friend Ember, two new chairs, uh, our friend Sally, a new mirror, myself, a side table that I've been looking for for a few years, which I walked all the way to Kits for and then all the way back home carrying it. 
uh, because I didn't have anything else to do that day. And then I uh, found this lab that I've been looking for. I have the baby version of it. Ikea discontinued it. The big one is really big and really fun. And it looks like a little robot. And people, collectors, are willing to pay a lot for them, which is ridiculous because you can just wait on Facebook Marketplace for someone to sell it for half of what they paid for it. And this lovely person who didn't seem lovely over the past three, three days, but turned out to be an angel in disguise, was selling the lamp that I wanted, but was very unmotivated to sell it. And I don't like waiting around for stuff because I'm impatient. And I just want to know, like, do you want to sell me the lamp or don't you? And he kept changing times and not replying to things. And when I said I would pick it up from him on yesterday after work, he's like, it's too heavy for you to carry. And I was like, no, oh, like I will definitely carry something from Kitsilano to my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I'll carry, I love carrying stuff, the heavier, the better. And then he was supposed to be by this evening and something kept delaying him and delaying him. And I started to think that maybe it was going to be some sort of really weird scam Hmm. Um, but then he showed up with his great lamp and was super sweet and I didn't have to pay him for delivery and it was great. So now I have my fun little lamp, which is actually like this big and it looks <laughs> like a robot. Oh, gotta see this. Yeah, it's really cute. I have a little yellow version of it. You've probably seen. I have the baby version of it and, uh, I guess it's not a funny story. It's just a sweet story. And it, I, I was really like worried that this person was weird or was not going to sell me this lamp and other people are selling it for a lot more. So I feel like my love affair with Marketplace is now done. I can take a break for a long time after this last experience. <sighs> People on Marketplace are really fucking funny, and I love it. Someone was selling a standing <laughs> mirror, but they lost the stand for it. Um, that was my favorite one. I messaged them just to be sure that it was clear in the advertisement that they had lost an entire, like, five-foot stand for a mirror. <laughs> and the answer was, yeah. yes, we like it better this way. I'm like, you don't really have a choice here like you don't know if you would like it better because you lost half of the thing weird so that's the only place i find my joy is judging others and buying things and telling my friends where to get things that they need and want and poor sally at like five o'clock on sunday i was like i found your mirror i've been looking for it for months for her and i found it and we got it <laughs> and uh that's it if anyone's looking for something send me a dm i'll find you that thing Wow. Yeah. I like this service. Yeah. I was going to say this is a service that you should be charging for because that I feel like it probably takes up a lot of your time. I think that if you're willing to work with me, you have to be um, aware of like how fast I move and to be able to deal with like Ember was sick. And uh, one of my messages just said, Ember, wake up. You have to buy these chairs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you have to also like, I'm not like doing like a salesy thing here. It's really just like a service. Like there's no, uh, same with Sally. I was like, I haven't showered. We're getting in a car together. That's <laughs> We're fun. going I mean, in a rainstorm to pick up this mirror that you want. I didn't bathe at all yesterday. And I like climbed a tree and went to 10 parks. So like, that seems more unshowered worthy though. That's true, I guess. Yeah. And you might smell like the woods, which is yeah, fun. that's nice. That's I just yeah. like smell like chips. <laughs> that smells almost and Easter egg farts. Um, <laughs> what? The yeah, like it is a service. I love doing it. Uh, my friends know that I love looking for things. I'll use Google Lens to appraise things. I found Amber's oh, wow. chairs somewhere in Denmark, and I was like, "These are your chairs." And it took me an hour to find the model because 
See, like Anyways, that's an hour. Like it doesn't matter how direct. But it was an you hour of not how, looking at the news. <laughs> but it doesn't matter how huh? fast you move. Like that's still worth. That's a service that you're doing. That's still like your time is worth something. The other thing and, though is like I don't buy anything for myself, but I have the joy of the hunt. Like I like the hunt mm. more than the actual. Like I felt this like real like oh now that I have this table that I wanted for years, I felt this like huge like letdown afterwards. Oh, really? Like, I was like, oh, okay, well, now that's done. So what I really like is the looking for it. It's not but, like now that you have this table, like, you'll see it every time you walk past it or use it or whatever and be like, I'm so satisfied that, like, all my hunting paid off. No, no nothing nothing satisfies me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not like... I get it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you just keep doing stuff. And the thing is, if you have that insatiable desire to find stuff, you can't fill your own place with all no. that stuff no. and you can't, you don't have endless amounts of money to pay for the stuff, but mm-hmm. you can certainly do it for other people. And that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Cause it is helping and that is satisfying. And it's a lot like of people that. feel overwhelmed by this thing that I'm good at where I feel overwhelmed by like most other things I can like really like focus in on something and understand like someone's taste and ask a couple of key questions. And then it's one of the things I miss about selling clothes. It's like, oh, like, well, tell me what you like. And then, yeah, it's okay. like a, a logic puzzle. And it's yeah. like you're narrowing down the f- like you're using a filter to like narrow down your options until you like find the one. And then you're like, bingo, I'm making so many mixed metaphors here. <laughs> I love um, OK, what you are describing ties in perfectly with my dream. I'm not going to say it's retail because it's not retail, but it is okay. job adjacent. All right. it, is a, it is technically a job. I worked for the first time uh, since November 2020. And that's uh, worth celebrating. Congratulations. Uh, and it was a real dream. It was a real, it was so fun. It was just one day so far, but there is, we have planned for future things. It's not a traditional job, but I have somehow like made a name for myself in organizing that people are now like paying me money to help them organize their homes really yeah is that what you do (laughs) that's what i have done one time and (laughs) i'm continuing to do and it is a friend so it's not just like a total stranger but it's friend and former guest hannah mcgregor who's getting ready to do some renovations in her place and is, you know, having to prepare everything. And so it's, uh, yeah, just helping her sort of go through all of that and like sort what things need to be donated and whatnot. And it's fun because you also just get to hang out with her all day and Mm -hmm. her two beautiful cats, Alperty and Pancakes. Yeah. And I was going into it with that sort of thing being like, how how is this something like is she, she's this is just charity she's like just being very kind to me uh and knows i haven't had a job in so long and so she's like here i'll throw i'll throw you a bone but uh no and then like once i started doing it i was like i realized i was like oh, okay this is something that i am actually really good at and it is very overwhelming for a lot of other people or like you just don't have the motivation or the time to set aside because it's huge. It is it is a huge job. And this job that she is undertaking is even bigger than I thought because she has to, she's also getting new floors put in. So I'm like, wow, we got to go through everything, which is also uh, very satisfying and rewarding because I'm like, wow, we get to do like a full overhaul, which is what I tried to start doing in my own apartment 
last year and I got about like halfway across the apartment I like started at one end and was like okay I'll just keep like working and then I like got to my like art area and I was like well what if I just like instead of getting rid of stuff I just use up everything I have and so then I just started making art and now it's just like a disaster zone so I think it's easier when it's like this is my opinion uh, and please disagree I, I find it much easier to help others than to help myself 100% so it's great that you can do this and then maybe one of your friends helps you do something if you want. <laughs> I don't want the help to do it though. Cause I've got like weird feelings around stuff, but sometimes you just need somebody to come in and say yes and no to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Just having like just a sounding board. Um, yeah. To bounce ideas off of, or to be like, you know, so many things are gifts that we hold on to that we feel like guilt around if we don't like it or if we wanted to get rid of it or if it doesn't quite work and you know we all want to be storytellers this right now we're telling stories and so we're just like there's a story to like this used to be a thing and I keep this and I do this but like sometimes you need to tell that story to someone else and have them be like yeah, it's not your fault. You can <laughs> you can get rid of that because it's like the sort of thing also that like you don't realize the things that you, you know, may not like or may not work for you in your house. Like there's some opposite person out there who like that's going to be their favorite thing when they come across that in the thrift store or on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. And that's going to like, you know, change their world. It's going to make their day. It's going <laughs> to fulfill the hunt, the need for the hunt until the next time. Well, you sort of uh, nailed a perfect segue around. I was trying. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. And then I got distracted <laughs> and started talking I, about something. I watched it happen, but like, you know, piss egg, you're doing great. Thanks. Uh, um, big old big bitch. Old bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe I remembered. Jen, like most people know this, but our guests choose the segments they'd like to do. Um, or sometimes they don't know what they want to do, but you clearly came out and said worst present, which is a rare and amazing, amazing segment. I love it so much. So please, what's what's your worst present? The worst present ever from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. Well, in my 20s, I got laser eye surgery so I've, I had oh. I was born with very bad eyesight and you know whatever and and so I got this laser eye surgery magically I got 2020 vision and it was great and I think wow. I got this surgery in like September or something and that Christmas <laughs> my sister bought me two things one was a pair of earrings my ears are not pierced have oh. never been pierced. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And the other thing she got me was a contact lens case for oh. the contact lenses I no longer needed. That same Christmas, she also bought my ex-husband um, shampoo and conditioner, and he had been bald for years. Wow. So I really, she really not, bless her heart, I think she was very distracted that year, but yes, but still... <laughs> That's like yeah, three, three for three uh, <laughs> or oh for three, I guess. Wow. That's like, yeah, because you like you want to be gracious. You want to accept that. But at a certain point, you're like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, how, how? She was like, she's like, the shampoo could be body wash. And I'm like, that's your reasoning. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What's the conditioner oh for then? Just like. For when you go down a slip and slide and you want to be yeah, extra slippy? For your pubes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say armpit, armpit hair. 
Use like hair. I have, you know what? I have used conditioner like when I don't have shaving cream because it does like create sort of like a, I don't know, like it takes away uh, friction. It's very yeah. slippy. It's yes. a lubricant. Yeah. You can I guess. use lotion too. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, could, yeah. Oh, you could probably use, you could use cooking oil. <laughs> a little Vaseline intensive care. That's Jen's oh, yeah. lotion of choice. Oh, it's yeah. a good lotion. It saved my hands during the first part of the apocalypse. I love it. Uh, gift giving is such an art. And I, I shy away from it as much as possible because I don't want to get it wrong. I have a niece. She just turned 17. Holy shit. And yeah, it does not feel already? good for me. I still think of her as like 12 at the most. Yeah, I think of her as like this little like curly head toddler talking to the <laughs> dog through the fence. Like I had like the first like really like strong memory I have of her as a, a person. She was already kind of telling jokes, but she was so small and so silly and, you know, now she's like a shy, creative 17-year-old. And I didn't know what to get her because I don't want to buy her clothes. Like, she's got that under control. I gave her a nice gift certificate to a bookstore in Portland that she's never used. So I'm like, I don't know. So I just went on to the detox market and ordered her a bunch of, like, fancy curly hair stuff. And I think I did okay. That's nice. Yeah. But it also, yeah, because I'm like, well, she can use it up. She probably wouldn't buy it for herself. Um, I wouldn't either. Like, I'm such a cheapskate when it comes to hair. <laughs> like, some things, like, some of my hair stuff is, like, expensive and some isn't. But but that's what gifts are for. They're sort of like, again, like, you wouldn't spend the time on yourself or the money or the energy. But you're like, oh, it's for someone else. So I will. Yeah. And I remember at that age, like, you don't, oh, you don't have the means to get the things that you want. But you also don't want somebody choosing things for you, like clothes and makeup. And yeah, like she mentioned to me a few months ago that she liked makeup. And at first I was so excited. I was like, well, I don't know what she means by that. And so I texted back and I was like, what kind of makeup do you like? She's like, well, more like hair stuff. And I was like, well, that's not. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked because I would have sent her like, like, I love makeup. So, yeah, I took the note. I remember being 17. Yeah. Yeah. And just being like, so like devastated when someone got me something that I didn't think was me. Yeah. Not that I knew who that was. Although like, yeah, yeah, we all used to make really like you talking about like, or your niece saying makeup more like hair stuff reminded me of a hair mascara. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It never worked on my hair because my hair was dark. No, it yeah. doesn't work on dark hair yet. But did <laughs> yeah. that stop me from like buying so many different colors and being like, it's going to show up in like certain lights if you like angle your <laughs> totally. head? Totally. Yeah. It was the I same with the Halloween hairspray, like colored hairspray. Like what? It's blue in certain lights. Okay, sure. Yeah. And it just makes your, your head feel crunchy. Yeah, just crusty and crunchy. There was a couple, I think they were like cover girl and they were like hair crayons. And they they were put out for Halloween, but they were more like metallic. -y. There was like an orangey, like a copper metallic -y one and a blue one. And you're just supposed to like get it wet and then just like draw in streaks in your hair. And they had little like cobwebs, but like subtle cobwebs on the packaging. Sexy cobwebs. Um, and you better believe that I that was just like what I thought was like the cool going out look to just like spice up your hair to spice mm -hmm. up your life. And yeah, definitely used that 
uh, I remember I sharpened them until they were like, you couldn't fit them in the pencil sharpener anymore. And they were the ones that you had to put in like the big side of the pencil sharpener, you know, that you were always like, what's this for? It was because it was a big, <laughs> it was like bubble tea straw size or bigger, like in diameter. I fell for all of that shit. There's this one product that I bought. I don't know, Jen, if you would remember it, but L'Oreal had a powdered lipstick, which was just oh, yeah. basically eyeshadow that they sold to us. And it was just putting powder, like powder on your lips. It felt very bad. It felt, it felt very so dehydrating. Yeah. 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 And like, if you had any creases in your lips at all, it made it so obvious. Yeah. Not, that, not that creases are bad, but you didn't need to make them look like the Grand Canyon either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought all that shit up. And it would be matte too. Mm-hmm. Like this one was- had like some sparkle in it. Oh. A lot of the 90s lip products had shimmer or glitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah like shell. Yeah. <sighs> I could probably like fill an entire bathroom cupboard with like every lip gloss that I ever owned that I just couldn't wear because it would immediately like all, all my <laughs> hair would stick to it. Yeah. And, and I'd be like, well, this looks beautiful. And I wish it like it looks cool in like a photo and then it's just like, it's all over your cheeks because your hair touched it and then your hair touched your cheek and you're just like, I'm a mess. Well, I think it's time for a moment, like a Mac lip gloss moment. Did we all no. indulge? I don't like lip gloss or anything shiny lip on my glass. lips at all. It's because of the hair thing, but yeah. also yeah. I don't like that feeling that's sticky. Like I don't yeah. like it sticky. I'm very particular about my lip products. They can be like satin. Or sure. they be matte, but they can't be glossy. I can't. I can't. I love this. <laughs> well, it just kind of travels, I find. Yeah. Like, I need it to stay where it is, please. Yeah. yeah. I think I had a MAC lip gloss once, and I think, bringing it all back, I think it was, like, for grad night, because we would, like, go to MAC to get our makeup done. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, here's the, like, gloss that we, or sorry, glass that we used. And so, like, if you want to touch it up later in the night, like... Please you know, buy this. 30 bucks or whatever. And I think I remember because I was using a tiny little stupid purse that, uh, you know, wasn't my regular one. I think by the end of the night it had fallen out and I had lost it. So I was like, cool, I used this one time or maybe not even at all. That's why I've like converted to Burt's Bees and lots of like, I'm like, I'm going to buy a lip gloss and it's going to be Burt's Bees. And this I is love it. what I'm wearing right now. And it's just a little tub, like a travel size container that I literally put in like every, the end of like every lip balm and lipstick and I blend it all together. And I guess it's like the average color of all of them. <laughs> it's probably gross, but that's what I use. And I like it. And I have the little brush. Oh, very it's satisfying. retractable. <laughs> oh yeah. It was like probably $6 from Shoppers Drug Mart. It's not fancy at all. But it makes me feel like I'm some sort of like super spy. <laughs> I'm James Bond. It's like you got a phone in your shoe. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Practical too. I love it. Should we move on to what is pudding? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is it solid or gas? Let me calculate the mass. Do you serve it on a plate? Tell the guests I shall be late.
I love this because I don't really know. I mean, I do know. Or do I? Do you? Do we? Do any of... Like, I think at this point, like, I'm pudding. Okay, so when I think <laughs> the question, what is pudding, I think of what they called pudding in, like, Little Women. Or right. oh, yeah. Anna Dessert. Green Gables. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, all of that, you know, The Secret Garden, all that weird Victorian stuff, children's things that I read when I was a kid. And then I think those puddings... They didn't really have... Okay, so I watch um, the History Channel stuff on food constantly oh, on yeah. YouTube. So gelatin was not widely accessible for a lot of people. So they wouldn't be that puddingy jello Ge- pudding. Gelatinous. Yeah. yeah, no. So there was more like a steamed cake. Mm. Yeah. And then they would always have a hard a sauce. pudding. Yeah, and a hard yeah. sauce, which was basically, I believe, whiskey and butter. Oh. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so when they say hard sauce, is it because it hardens? No, because it's boozy. Oh. Oh, shit. I totally yeah. thought of it as like, yeah, it gets crusty. <laughs> Again, I my brain just goes to crust. And then the puddings can also be flambéed. Right. Because they're steamed cakes and they're steamed in a cheesecloth in a yeah. mold. And that's how you flip them out. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think is the original pudding. When I think what is pudding now, I think of that sort of gelatinous and like I think yeah. of like like what my mom thinks is pudding is like you know like the mango pudding you would get at dim sum restaurants like that's yeah, the yeah. pudding of my childhood um, or like tapioca pudding with the crusty cookie layer that stuff's cool oh, that sounds really good actually. yeah you I've never it. had it with a crusty cookie layer oh it has like a crusty cookie layer on top and then you have the nice little coconutty tapioca pudding on the bottom that sounds so good and it's warm I was <laughs> sounds I was great. A, a picky eater as a child and thought that I didn't like tapioca because of like the texture um and like how wrong i was about so many things and probably still am to this day but like i could have like i was missing out on tapioca for like probably like the good first 15 years of my life yeah i was the same with tapioca and rice pudding and i think part of it was a visual oh it's lumpy yeah oh i love rice pudding (laughs) now i now i like it for sure yeah especially like like one that's homemade or a cozy shack Um, cozy shack chocolate pudding is also like beyond delicious in my mind Uh, i wish that cozy shack had lactose free versions i've been looking at a lot of the lactose free versions on the shelf and it looks like there's some good options now um i know that like bell soy does some good puddings but i also like overdid it when i had my tonsils out recently so i think i just need to take a break (laughs) jen when you were a kid did your mom pack a lunch for you did you buy lunch uh, my dad packed my lunches. I was so sorry. My dad also packed my lunches. Yeah, my dad packed my lunches until well, he died when I was in grade seven. And then oh, I didn't know that. I'm so yeah. sorry. Well, it's okay. And then my mom packed my lunches after that. So was there a quality dad- change? Was there? Uh, no, I think the quality was about the same. My dad packed a very good lunch. He, he yeah. made sandwiches that were so good, like other kids traded me for them. Wow. Yeah. And I can't. Well, it's because he always put dill pickles in them. He always put dill pickles in the sandwiches, which is, I think, it. And my mom, when she packed me lunches, she typically made like a big batch of like fried noodles and then put it in a thermos for me every day of the week. One of the thermos kids. (laughs) I was always so jealous. I was like, it's still hot when you open it and you're just like, I would always ask questions about like the kid that had the soup and I'm like, is it still hot? And they'd be like, yeah, it's still hot. And I'm just like, look at my, 
weird sandwich that just had mustard on it because my mom was convinced that mayonnaise would kill us. Oh, um, mayonnaise is hard. Mayonnaise freaks out a lot of people. Of course. And understandably. Yeah. And like my mom is definitely from a generation where, you know, she saw a lot of shit. You didn't fuck around with food. True. <laughs> my mom also did this thing where she'd make dumplings like once every few months and she'd freeze them. Right. And like uncooked. And then she'd cook them in the morning and then put them in the thermos for me, which was also nice. <laughs> that's like, that's wonderful. Wonderful lunch. ahead to an extent that like I am in awe. <laughs> My mom is a great cook. My dad was too. They both were. So like, I was very lucky that way. We were a very food positive household, which was nice. Love it. And did, yes. you, did you have a, like a treat in your lunch bag? Did they put like a bag of chips ever or like? Oh, no. Pudding no, no. cup, just savory. No, there wouldn't be chips or pudding cups. If there was something, it would be like my mom baked a cake. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I would get a cookie. Jen's lunches. Let's like do this. Uh, let's like have a blog about this. Oh yeah. I would get a cookie as a treat and I would always start with that. And yeah. our like lunch monitor, who was always our French teacher, uh, Madame Varnes, she would always be like, no, she would like police the order in which I ate my food. And it wasn't like I would fill up on the cookie and then not eat the sandwich or whatever. But she was like, no, you have to save that for last. And I would be like, bitch, let me live my life. Like, this is my only treat. Like, what does it matter? It all becomes poo in the end. Like, I was so upset. There was no way if I had a cookie in my lunch, it would have made it past like the first bell. I would have eaten it on the way to school. Mm. We lived very far away from school. So my mom would probably like know that I was eating it because I, I would be in the car with her and she'd be like, right. what is wrong with you? But I probably <laughs> would have tried. Oh, oh Jen's lunches. I could do a whole podcast on my family's cooking. Quite you honestly. should. Because yeah. I would I'm be so... your number one subscriber. That's yeah. not a thing, but your first subscriber. Okay. I feel like you have like opened my mind up in terms of what pudding can be because you're absolutely right and i've been thinking about it in like a totally like narrow-minded goo based but like it can be bread based pudding can be yeah like it's like it can be cakey or bready and yeah. like or it could be baked too like like a bread pudding but like i that's how i that's how i imagine it and then boozy sauce boozy <laughs> sauce I even, like, worked for a, a caterer, like, as as a child and teen, who was, like, British, like, from Britain, who would do a lot of, like, traditional sort of, like, Christmassy dishes and that sort of thing. And we would even have that. But I it was so, like, I was just like, what the fuck? Why is she lighting that on fire? Like, I just need to keep my hair away from it. Like, but yeah. I've I never been, like, really interested in British desserts and i know that like plum pudding was a thing my mom really loved but she would buy it like pre-made and like a tin or something and it just very similar to a rice pudding or, or a tapioca pudding the way that it looked made me lose interest immediately like my brain would not think sugar cake right yeah. Were there plum so, are there plums in plum pudding i guess dried plums i don't know prunes? <laughs> yeah <laughs> there may have been a dried fruit element which i was not on board with and I'm still, but, like, I do like some dried fruit, but not a lot. Those, those would be prunes, though, because they're dried yeah. prunes, no? Gross. Yeah, it's a, like, I mean, come on, like, come on. British, British baking, and, like, I mean, like, British, not, like, you know, there's so many different kinds of food you can get in Britain, but, like, traditionally British food has a real presentation problem. 
Like it's not not appealing. It could taste all right. Like you're rolling the dice, but it like mushy peas. That why do they mush them? Yeah, Maybe why can't they a, just be whole? Yeah, Maybe, why can't they just be peas? Maybe it's like a not everyone had the teeth for chewing or it's I I don't know. Maybe it's easier to scoop them up because or, you yeah. know what happens chasing around peas on your plate. I mean, it's slapstick ensues. <laughs> but Jen, this show you're talking about like the historical food shows. That sounds fascinating. It's called Ancient Recipes. It's on the History uh, okay. YouTube channel. I mean, I, was <laughs> I highly watching recommend. That. <laughs> that sounds great. If it's a TV show I can watch on YouTube, I'm that's it la- every episode is 20 minutes that's it that's perfect <laughs> i can watch five of them no problem oh wow um <laughs> one last weird thing that i i as a teenager was a fan of dylan thomas and i can't remember what short story it was in but his character is at a pub eating peas with vinegar and like vinegar sh- shaken on them yeah it's pretty good you try it? It? yeah it's good it makes sense yeah. because peas are quite sweet yeah yeah that's true peas and dubliners i one time in the uk had like a like traditional i don't know why i keep saying traditional in quotation marks yeah. But like a a full, whatever, like pub meal. And I think it was like fish and chips and it came with mushy peas. And it did, it truly looked disgusting. But I'm sure some vinegar probably got on it. Like vinegar that I like put on the fish and chips. Like migrated onto the green goo pile. Uh, A little malt vinegar is not a bad thing. Delicious. It's the best on french fries. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of french fries, this brings us to Papo of the Week. Is your Papa of the Week French fries? No, although my dog's favorite human food is French fries. There we go. It's a true story. My old dog, Molly, rest in peace, dear sweet Molly, her favorite human food was pizza. Rosie's favorite human food is French fries. So this is not Papa of the Week, but my child, when he goes to school, sometimes gets white spot hot lunches. They get them (gasps) delivered to the school and he always brings home half his French fries for Rosie. And you've never seen her so happy to get a French fry. So Papa of the Week. He's a French bulldog that is friends with Rosie, which is not to say that she likes him. She just tolerates him. His name is Bob. <laughs> and I've been calling him Bob Saget for years. I don't just because yeah, I don't think his owners care about Bob Saget. But <laughs> anyway, there was another dog walking by and I could tell that Bob Saget was not going to like him. So he started to accelerate towards this other dog that I could tell he wasn't going to like. Bob's owner, who is like a 50 year old dad, uh, literally lunged across the dog park, like took off like he was sliding into home base and caught his dog by the hind legs so he Holy couldn't shit. hurt another dog. And it was the most athletic thing I've seen at the dog park ever. Wow. <laughs> by a human. Amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He takes he takes dog safety seriously, does Bob Saget's owner. <laughs> Yeah, you can see what your dog is thinking. Like, after you've had them a while, you know before anyone else knows what they've got planned. Yeah, you can see the wheels turning. Yeah, Yeah. when Rosie's going to misbehave, she flexes. You can literally see her muscles, like, in her chest. Uh (laughs) It was my partner's son who noticed it first, and he said, is she flexing? And I'm like, oh, God, she is. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. She's like, "Mm." (laughs) 
She's got a look on her face. I love it. I feel yeah. like I should learn from her and do the same. Like just, just flex like, just when you need to flex. feel some aggression or show someone yeah, how you're like, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except I have like negative muscles. I'm not sure you can see it through like that dress, the piss egg dress. Though. The piss egg dress. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's like a flowy dress, right? You it's can't really quite, see the flex. <laughs> yeah, it's quite cavernous. Billowing. You'd have to be walking around with a very thin layer of fur, like Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, true. Yeah. I mean, she's not a generous, just generous coat. She is a short-haired type. I do have yeah. a quite thin layer of fur over most of my body, <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hank also does something similar, and. He's he'll just be playing and then something will like frighten him or he'll realize he's not as strong as the other dog or as fast. And it's like I I just see his little face go from I'm having a good time to I'm going to open my mouth and put my mouth on that dog. (laughs) Yeah. And like I can stop him before like he's never bitten another dog, but his little tiny face like it's like he doesn't think I can see him doing it. I don't think I don't think they think we can see it. I think they don't even think about it. No. And all I have to say is Hank, and then he'll stop, but then he'll just, like, slowly close his mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I saw what you are going to do. You were going to try and bite that dog. Uh, Rosie wears a harness um, that has very handy-dandy handle in the back. Oh. So I, like, I will pick her up like a purse, and she immediately oh. feels so humiliated. She releases all of her rage. She just goes, ragdoll. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. So funny. It's she also may feel kind of, like, convenient. safe, like, removed from the situation. It could be. It works. All I know is it works. Carry her like a purse. She doesn't bother anybody. (laughs) I love it. He's overdue for a new harness. So maybe I'll have a look. Hank, when he's scared of something, now he will look to me to pick him up. Like there's a difference between I'm just like in a bad mood. or I don't like that squirrel too. You know what? Maybe um, I'm just going to, can I get, would you mind? (laughs) Is he of a size that is comfortable for you to pick up? so comfortable he's just okay, just under 20 pounds oh perfect see rosie's only 17 and a half pounds so it's fine yeah so it's yeah. really easy to get him out of something which i appreciate just like moving up to the to the second floor from the yeah. ground floor to the in arm floor <laughs> oh my god dogs are the best that's pretty great <laughs> alicia is hank your popo I have, I have two popos one popo is hank i love him so much uh his new haircut I can't deal with how cute he is. I miss seeing his eyeballs so much. It's funny how a haircut can give him personality that's not there. Like as soon as he, like it's not like anything changed, but it changes the way that my brain feels when I look at him. Yeah. He seems so serious with his poodle haircut. And now that it's all <laughs> kind of gone and it's back to a Hank haircut, I'm like, oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. He's not so grown up and he's not like grouchy. He just had a haircut that was giving him an expression. Wasn't really accurate. Do you feel like that with people too? Like if someone gets like a severe haircut versus like a softer haircut? It's funny how a haircut can sort of change the way a face is framed, but I wouldn't say the same thing about. Yeah. I mean, he although like his haircut was like very 80s, uh, <laughs> you know, breakfast clubby, pretty in pink style by the end of it. So. Yeah. He's one puppo. He's great. And my second puppo is this little girl that was at the house when I picked up the table on the weekend. Um, her mom answered the door. And at the same time, she must have been maybe three or four. And she's wearing a sundress. And she looked at the table and she said, where's the table going? Like very dramatically. <laughs> 
And her mom's like, oh, well, it's it's time for a new table. And then she just completely turned around. She's like, oh, cool. But just walked away. Like wow. she had this like emotional attachment that was completely broken with the idea that this could be fixed immediately by replacing it. And it just it made me laugh all the way home. How dramatic she was in the moment. And how rapidly it switched. Yeah. K- kids are so funny. Jen, you talking about dogs at the dog park. I'm assuming it's a dog park in Burnaby. Yes. Okay. This brings me to my puppo. And that is yesterday, Jay and I went to our homeland, Burnaby, and we did a tour of 10 different parks, including some parks that had dogs in them. So I don't know if maybe this was, could have been one of the parks that you went to, but I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I have like had recurring dreams ever since I was a kid of this like place that exists in Burnaby that I don't know if it's real or not. And it was like a very shallow pool, like a wading pool that was painted light blue. And it was underneath like a bunch of blossoming cherry trees. And it's just like this very peaceful, beautiful spot that like in my dreams, I'm like just floating in the pool, like in the moonlight, like looking up at the stars. And it's like, is this McGill Park? This is McGill Park. Well, McGill Park (laughs) is one of the places that we went to yesterday. But so I made I looked at a map because like I grew up in North Burnaby and I'm like, this place could exist. It could maybe it's like an amalgamation of different things that my brain has stitched together. And so I looked at a map and I just sort of like picked the general area of like along sort of like near where the water is generally stretching from like we started in Vancouver. So the first place we went to was um, that park that has a pool that's like, oh, New Brighton Park, New Brighton. Yeah, we started there. And then the next one we went to was Bates Park, which was so cool. I'd never been there before. And it had these like four story, like obviously made by like drinking teens and like punks, like tree forts that are like seem like they may have been there like for decades, but they're really sturdy. Anyway, that's not the whole reason why we went, we went on this pilgrimage uh, was because Jay was like, it's cherry blossom season right now. And so like, it's like a very small window and we have to go to Burnaby and like find your dream spot. And that was not on my to-do list, but he uh, made it happen and we did it yesterday. And I think, I think I may have found whatever would be the closest to it. I think it probably exists only in my dream, but there's quite a few waiting pools in Burnaby, which is like good for the Burnaby Parks Board. Thank you. But yeah, the one that I did, it was the last one we went to and it was also the furthest east one. It's like almost all the way to SFU and it's Lou Morrow Park, which is, a. I was like almost not going to go there because I was like, that's probably not it because that's the one I know that I've been to the most because my dad would always go and play tennis there. Um, There's some tennis courts and there's like a little uh, cement wall that he would just like hit the ball up against by himself for hours at a time. And I was like, there's no way it's this place. I know this place. Then we got there and I was like, I think this is it. So I guess like my puppo is Jay for making that happen because it was pretty magical and also cherry blossoms because they feel like otherworldly, like pink cotton candy clouds that have like floated down from the sky and landed on trees. I don't care if it's like a basic bitch take. Uh, <laughs> I love the color. Lots of, that sounds like a beautiful day. It was yeah. nice, but it was also exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to do. It was. Yeah, it was a lot of parks. But we like we discovered some new things. We also went up onto Capitol Hill, like 
found out this lookout point where you can sort of look down on the rest of like blocks of streets and you can see the cherry blossom trees from above. And I'd never oh, seen wow. them like that. And it looks so cool. Cause it would just be like rows of like light pink. It looked totally like clouds from above. And I was like, Whoa, blew my mind. <laughs> and it was at this lookout spot. I think it was called like the Capitol Hill reservoir park or something, which is just this tiny little park. And there was just one senior there with a corgi and she was trying to get the corgi to like play fetch with her but the dog clearly just wanted to take the ball walk away from her and then lay down and I (laughs) so Jay and I just sort of like watched this happen and it was so adorable but it was also freezing up there so parks your public parks Burnaby's my papa I mean they're all it was just kind of a magical thing I don't know I'm rambling Jen if people want to find you how do they do that uh, they can find me on Twitter. I don't know why I still engage with that, but I'm yeah, at Jen Sukfongli on Twitter. And I'm at Jen Leifer, J-E-N-L-E-E-F-U-R at, on Instagram. I chose that handle a million years ago, so, and yet it still works. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Jessica, you want to tell people where they can buy stuff? Yes. RetailNightmares.BigCartel.com is where there is merch, uh, Patreon.com slash Retail Nightmares is where there's bonus stuff if you want to throw us a few dollarinos. Uh, and yeah, that's that for now. What about you if people want to buy your book? Just buy it. You know where it is. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm still there making jokes sometimes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Everyone is a puppo. Please take care and be safe. Uh, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>